Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I don't know his Max from a few years ago when he said Brady was on his way out. Yeah. Old and creaky. He still looks like he can spin it pretty good to me. I don't understand why Max wants to be the first one to the party to say Tom Brady is washed up. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I guess you do it a few times, you'll be the first guy eventually. <laughs> yeah, he was wrong about a decade ago. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ravens Bucks on Thursday night football tomorrow. And we've spent a lot of time today talking about the Brady aspect of this. But Chris... This morning I get up, I'm, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching you and, and Greeny and the crew discussing Lamar Jackson and how he has played this season, but specifically how he has played in the fourth quarter this season. And earlier in the week, we heard Rex Ryan allude to this. I heard Mike Tannenbaum uh, discuss it today, that he just is not the same player in the fourth quarter that he is in the first three quarters. I'm having trouble with that. Mm. I, I I watch Lamar Jackson play. We did one of the games yeah. for the Baltimore Ravens when they went up to Foxborough. When he was outstanding in the fourth quarter. Outstanding. Uh, he threw four touchdowns in the game, and he was tremendous. And this is where I'm having trouble. When we talk about the fourth quarter in the Baltimore Ravens, the first thing we discuss should not be Lamar Jackson. What should it be? It should be the defense giving up leads in the fourth quarter <laughs> or at least making it interesting the other day in the fourth quarter. Like, there was a big part of me that was ready to say, ready to come in Monday morning as I'm watching that game and say, Chris, I no longer trust the Baltimore Ravens if they had blown that game mm. to the Cleveland Browns. And it had absolutely nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. No, I'm with you a thousand percent. And you're talking about a defense, Carlin, in the fourth quarter. That's allowed 10 points per game and 123 yards of total offense. Both are the worst in the National Football League. So, Carlin, that defense is absolutely god-awful in the fourth quarter when it comes to closing out games. But here's the other thing that the Baltimore Ravens have struggled to do. Run the football to be able to shorten games and close out games as well. Mm -hmm. That's the part that nobody talks about, and it could be because of the offensive line being in flux with all of the moving parts. Guys coming back from injury, guys getting knocked out because of injury. But that that offensive line, Carlin, and run block win rate in the fourth quarter is 16th. Now, for context, in Lamar Jackson's first four years in the National Football League, in the fourth quarter, the Baltimore Ravens offensive line's run block win rate was second in the National Football League. So that matters in terms of limiting opportunities for your defense to get exposed. So I understand why Lamar Jackson is pressing, Carlin, he under he, he's got to overcome a shaky run game and a shaky defense. That's asking a lot for a guy, even as talented as Lamar is. Now, I will just to bring clarity and fairness to the discussion. Lamar's fourth quarter numbers this year are as follows: completing sixty three percent of his passes, uh, comparatively speaking, right there with the first and second quarter. Yeah. Okay. 344 yards right there with all the other quarters. The the area where you can look at 
is one touchdown and four, four interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think part of that is trying to make something else happen. Yeah, I don't look at it and worry that somehow he's not the same player. I think it's a bit of an aberration this year so far. Do we think? Do we honestly think that Lamar Jackson is sitting there in the fourth quarter, worried about his contract? Like Rex said that earlier in the week. Like I think the contract's a big part of it. Look, human nature for you and me, and you taught me this. Okay, human nature for you and me and everybody else out there would be, man, there's a lot of pressure on me to get that contract. You're not thinking about it in the heat of battle. Hell no. But you're thinking about it. But we're not Lamar Jackson. And when I say you taught this to me, Lamar Jackson came from nothing. He has lived his life knowing what it is to have nothing. In an instance like this, if there's anybody who I think is going to be able to handle that kind of pressure... It's somebody who's not afraid of that situation because they've already been there. A thousand, in a much worse place. A thousand percent. But here's the other part to that, Carlin. I, I, I struggle to believe that the contract becomes a factor in the fourth quarter where it wasn't a factor in the first three quarters of the game. And Dominique Foxworth brought this point up on Get Up this morning. Like I, That's the part I don't understand. If he's going to be pressing because of the contract, he's going to be pressing throughout the entirety of the game, not just in the fourth quarter. Now... When we, you know, provide a little color for this situation, I do believe that this is an aberration what we're seeing from Lamar in the fourth quarter this season. Now, a lot of that has to do with not having his number one wide receiver for a while. He missed Rashad Bateman for, what, three games, and he just came back this week against the Cleveland Browns. Wasn't 100%. So I expect that Rashad Bateman being on the field changes things a little bit in terms of what Lamar can do and what defenses can try to do to attack him. But the other part to this, Carlin, is that Lamar Jackson has been so good throughout the entirety of his career in the fourth quarter. Coming into 2022, Carlin, Lamar Jackson in one possession games in the fourth quarter has a 21-11 and record. He's got a 12-touchdown to two-interception mark. This guy performs when it matters the most. That's why I think this is an aberration. This year is an outlier, and I don't know that we can attribute that to it being – a contract-related issue or contract-related struggle. I just don't see that. And, and listen, if we're going to talk about the entirety of it, hasn't hurt the running game at all for him. Rushed for no. 118 yards on 25 carries in the fourth quarter. No. It, it's bigger, it's, it's better in other quarters, but that doesn't mean it has one has anything to do with the other. If you are giving me the option of taking Lamar Jackson or somebody else in a tight game in the fourth quarter... I'll roll the dice. But you know what? It's the curse of Lamar Jackson because he's uber-talented, Carlin. It just comes along with the expectation that even though all of these other aspects of the team aren't ideal, he should find a way to overcome it. Because at any given time, he's the fastest player on the field, and at any given time, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Everybody expects, oh, even if his defense is blowing leads, double-digit leads, even though he has no running game beyond himself to lean on, Lamar Jackson has just got to find a way because he's an MVP quarterback. Sometimes things are reasons and not excuses. I think when we start breaking down the ales of the Baltimore Ravens, especially in late in the second half of games, they're reasons. And I can understand why we're seeing Lamar Jackson make some questionable decisions because he knows he has to take chances to overcome the deficiencies on his squad. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's not playing well in the fourth quarter? 
Why don't you look at Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers' fourth quarter numbers are average at best when it comes to being Aaron Rodgers. It's his lowest completion percentage, uh, with the exception of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. The other two, the middle two, he's like 68 and 76. This is 61 in the yeah. fourth quarter this year. Yeah, Only two touchdowns in the fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, has he been lighting it up and I missed it? No. No, and we all agree. And Lamar Jackson has a winning record. Aaron Rodgers does not. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and here's the crazy thing, Carlin. The Baltimore Ravens are 4-3. and three. They're what? Eight minutes away, four minutes away, four to eight minutes away from being six and one. I mean, that's what we're talking about. It was a last second drive by the Buffalo Bills. It was a last second drive by the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that's that's where we're at with the Baltimore Ravens. That they could be so much better than what they are right now, record wise. And that's why I have confidence that this group is going to figure it out with John Harbaugh. It's Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, it's the 10th year of Progressive's Keys to Progress annual giveaway for veterans. This year, their goal is to give a gift, uh, is to gift a vehicle to at least one recipient in every state. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. We continue to roll on so much more NFL to get to, including one team that has absolutely decided they are all in. And it's not the Rams, folks. It's not the usual suspects. It's the best team in football. We'll discuss next. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Philadelphia Eagles are not screwing around. Team is undefeated, and today, in case you're just joining us, made a trade to go get Robert Quinn from the Bears for a fourth-round pick. Mm. So they add some pass rush to a team that was already playing excellent defense and a team that's undefeated so far and doing everything right. Howie Roseman, who I... I I waver back and forth on because some of the things that he does drives drive me nuts. <laughs> but when he makes moves like this, 
he really shows, this is where he really shines, to get the guys who are going to make a difference uh, for a team down the stretch as they push toward the playoffs and toward winning the championship. And Robert Quinn is that guy. So, Chris, this move for the Eagles was beyond a no-brainer. It was just an absolutely fantastic move for them in getting a lot of help at a position where, as we know, you can never have enough. Carlin, they got five guys on their defensive front right now that have multiple sacks. And just sitting here thinking about it, they've got Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat coming off of the edge, and they're going to add to that group Robert Quinn. Not to mention what they have inside with Javon Hargrove, Jordan Davis, and Fletcher Cox. How, how are you going to block this group? They don't have to blitz, Carlin. They can rush four and play coverage. And guess what? When those four get tired, they got an old another four coming off the bench that's fully capable. As how do you, as could be. How do you stop that? And then you think about having those two shutdown corners on the outside and Bradbury and Darius Lay. Carlin, no defense when playing man coverage has a better opponent QBR than the Philadelphia Eagles. Carlin, their opponent QBR when they go in man coverage is 13. 13! That's on a scale of 1 to 100. It's 13. That's how good they are. But rush and coverage work in tandem, and now they just gave their pass rush that much more thump by being able to add a guy that had 18 and a half sacks last year. It's absolutely remarkable. And Best the, team in the NFL? Best team in the NFL. Top to bottom roster. Are they the best team in the NFL right now? I'm still on the Bills. You're still on the Bills. I, I would still say that the Bills – Top to bottom are the best team in the NFL. Can I, I ask you this question then? Yeah. Whose pass rush is scarier? Oh, I, I think the Bills is pretty scary. I think the Bills is pretty scary. You think it's pretty scary? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Eagles have 17 sacks this season. They add mm-hmm. Quinn to that. I, the Eagles are third in pass rush win rate as a team mm-hmm. behind the Cowboys and the Jaguars. And they just added this. And they just added Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, it's not far off. I'm, I, I still I look at how they're constructed top to bottom. Both teams, uh, really, really the only place that I could knock the Buffalo Bills versus the Eagles is in the run game. Oh, there are a couple of places. There are a couple of places. Where else? Well, I, I don't think the the Bills' secondary is as good as the Eagles' secondary right I now. I don't know, man. Kyrie Elam has played pretty darn well. Yeah, but Kyrie Elam ain't Darius Slay and James Bradbury right now. No. He's not those guys. No, but you get Tredavious White back. Okay, we'll have to see what Tredavious White is coming off a major injury. So we'll see about that. I don't think that's the same. I got Micah same. Hyde. I got Poyer. Okay, when a, when a the healthy... Philadelphia Eagles' offensive line. The Philadelphia Eagles' run game. The Philadelphia Eagles run game and offensive line is better. Significantly better, yes. It's better. Absolutely. I won't deny that. Uh, there's no question that right now the the Bills would have a major advantage of quarterback. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I, and I think at receiver, they're pretty close. They're close. Both of these teams are I close. I think they're pretty receivers. close. Yeah. I would say Diggs is better than A.J. Brown, but not by a lot. Yeah. So, but here's the point. Devontae Smith, Gabe Davis, they're right there. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Dawson I, Knox and Goddard are both pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's right there. Receivers-wise, yeah. it's right there. Listen, it, it's it, you can't go wrong with either team right now. I am very curious to see what the Bills would do right now. Like, for I'm, instance, si- I'm, sitting Chris, here, I'm sitting here looking at this pass rush. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I love Von Miller as a player. I do. I think he's phenomenal. I think Von Miller has a chance to be for the Buffalo Bills 
what Charles Haley was for the 90s Cowboys. I think Von Miller can have that kind of impact. But, Carlin, when we start looking at the other pieces on their defensive line for Buffalo versus what the Eagles are bringing to the party, nah, bro, it ain't there. I love Greg Rousseau. He ain't Robert Quinn. And Boogie he Basham is He ain't Brandon Graham. He ain't those dudes. He Boogie Basham ain't Josh Sweat. I mean, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Ed Oliver ain't Fletcher Cox. He's just not. So I'm just I'm just putting it yeah. out there. When we start talking about four-man pass rush, I love the group. I love the group. Let, let me not even say the group. The groups that the Philadelphia Eagles are bringing to the party. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, when it comes to the Eagles, the guy that just – and he gets the credit there, but I think across the league that I, I think has never gotten enough credit for being a great player is Brandon Graham. Yeah, Brandon Graham is a great player. He won a Super Bowl. He, he, he won. He literally he won, the, won the game. Bowl. He won the Super by Bowl by stripping Brady. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and not only that, like you'll look at his numbers and you say, well, he's never, you know, he's he's never put up double digit acts. Well, he's had pretty big years, and he has been incredibly durable for them uh, up until last year, and he is an incredible leader for them as well. I mean, you're not going to find somebody that fits that role for a team better than Brandon Graham does. No, and the fact that you can move him inside, too, and put him over guards, Carlin, is just going to give that much more versatility to the Eagles and their defensive coordinator, John Gannon. I tell like, you. They, they can do a lot of different things, a lot of different packages. Carlin, when I was with the New York Giants in 2011, we had the NASCAR package where we put Matthias Kiwanuka and Jason Pierre-Paul on the inside, and we had Justin Tuck and Osu Manure rushing from the outside. That's how versatile, that's how multiple that front could be. And offensive lines didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, you've got these guys that consistently win one-on-ones getting after your quarterback. And then, oh, by the way, when they get tired, you got another group of four that can come in and rush just as well. Chris, that's where the Eagles are at right now. Did the Eagles win the NFC today? Calling the Eagles might have won the Super Bowl today. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Fun coupons, that would be $100 bills. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doling out if you're paying attention to our primetime parlay, our pick of the night at our 645 segment. Exactly. Two in a row. Two in a row. Back-to-back nights. If you had just taken the advice, and let's just say you put $100 on the parlay, 
You'd be up eight hundred and ninety dollars right now for the last two nights. Hello. And we, we we don't got no nine hundred number here. No. We're, we're not, giving it we're giving this out for we free. We ain't charging you to VIG. No. 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 You're welcome. That's all. This That's is just all. this is just for you taking this ride with us these four hours every single weekday. Every a little, night. A little token of our appreciation. Exactly. You're and welcome. We, and we will have another one in the last segment of the show tonight. Now, when you say that, you got to say it in your DJ Khaled voice. Another one. Another one! Primetime parlay. I, yeah. I'm, I, is there anybody who's figured out how to really cash in on America better than DJ Khaled? No. No. <laughs> no. Hell no. 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 Walk out there and say, we the best music! And then we let the everybody best. else go sing it. Exactly. <laughs> Thousand percent. Hey. Actually, I don't know. Pitbull is kind of in that lane too, right? But he at least does some singing of his own. He does a little something. Yeah, I get, yeah you're right. You're right. DJ Khaled do anything. Oh, here's Megan the Stallion. You know, like you look up and it's somebody. Like, Come on. Come on. America's a great country, just as DJ Khaled. Great Callen. country. We got our problems, but it's a great country. Great country. Point is, if you want to make money, you can hang out and find out. Because that is the time that you're going to get your winner. This is what we do. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Listen, if you're Jalen Hurts, you just have to know better. And I know you're going to say, they're not going to care, blah, 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 blah. Listen to me. Spend time in this city. Mm -hmm. What Jalen Hurts did today, not a good idea. He can get away with it for the moment because they are 6-0. and Okay. Jalen Hurts went to his press conference today with the background that he is from Texas. He went to his press conference today with Houston Astros gear on. Mm. Hell no. The Philadelphia Phillies are playing the Houston Astros in the World Series. Mm. This is a bad decision. If Carson Wentz had done this... (laughs) They'd hang him by his feet. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so what you're saying is he might have been traded to the Colts, but he wouldn't have made it out of the Philadelphia city limits. And no, he wouldn't have. Like, they, if somebody would have tied him to the top of the car and then dumped him off on the outskirts of Philadelphia and let him walk the rest of the way. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say dumped him in the river. <laughs> no, no. No, no they just, they, he can do it because they're 6-0. and Yeah. Better win this week. Yeah, <laughs> especially with this with this uh, game against the Steelers, right? Battle of the Keystone State. Yeah, this look, is a this is a team that they should beat. There is a rivalry there. there oh, no is, doubt. There is a rivalry no there doubt. between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and it's it's not cowboy level, it's not giant level, but it's there. It's absolutely there. And Chris, look, I know now, who, who's little brother in this rivalry. Oh, the it Eagles, feels like it has Eagles, to be the Eagles. Eagles are the little brother in the rivalry because the, the Steelers have won six Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, there, there's no question that's the case. And, you know, other side of the state, the whole thing, uh, they don't love Pittsburgh. They don't. Like, I, when I worked there, I was honest about the fact that I was a Steelers fan, and that was really the one thing that did not work in my favor. Okay. And I never talked so about it. So you're speaking from experience I with am. this stunt that Jalen Hurts pulled. Yeah, it, if they were not 6-0, and and I was a PR member, uh, I was a member of the PR staff for the Eagles, I would not have let him go out there with it on. 
I would not have let him go out there. Let's go to Philadelphia right now and welcome in Shil Kapadia, who is co-host of the Philly Special Podcast on Spotify and The Ringer. Shil, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. I do have to question the decision. I don't know if he wasn't 6-0, and if the Eagles weren't 6-0, and if Jalen Hurts could have gotten away with showing up at the press conference with Houston Astros gear on. Your response? No, no, no. This was a plant, Chris. This is an old photo two years ago. I said, come on, Jalen Hurts is smarter oh! than that. He's not, he's not showing it. You know, that guy circulated probably a Boston fan or a New York somebody. Houston, New York, someone circulating, trying to stir, stir trouble. Wow. Jalen Hurts is too smart for that. Come on. I hope so. I, because when I heard it, I almost couldn't believe it. But, boy, all right, I got had there a little bit. But still, honestly, that would have been – I mean, at 6-0, and that would have been a tough pill to swallow. He might have been able to get away with it, but still. Yeah, speaking of getting away with things, Howie Roseman got away with one today, Shield, in pulling off that coup and trading a fourth-round pick to Chicago for Robert Quinn. How did this deal come down? How did everything materialize? Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that Quinn didn't have a little more of a market. You know, he's making, I think, around $12 million this year, and the Bears are reportedly picking up uh, that salary. So it's not even like you're paying, uh, you know, a a big salary to him and you're just giving up a fourth-round pick. Listen, Robert Quinn was fantastic last year, 18-and-a-half sacks. Uh, This year has been much quieter, just one sack and three quarterback hits so far this season. But he's not going to have to be the man in Philadelphia. You know, they have guys like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham. And so now you get a rotational uh, defensive end here who can really just uh, play a limited number of snaps, maybe in some high leverage situations. And to me, it's sort of, you know, a high floor, high ceiling move as you try to make a, you know, dot all your I's and cross all your T's as you try to build the Super Bowl, uh, a potential Super Bowl roster. Shield Kapadia, co-host of the Philly Special Podcast uh, on The Ringer and on Spotify. Shield, uh, what do the Eagles at 6-0 and feel like their weakness would be right now if they have one? Yeah, you know, defensively, they haven't really faced an offense that makes you say, wow, they're capable of shutting teams down. You know, you almost wish they would face a team like the Bills or the Chiefs so you could see how does this defense really measure up because they've really beaten up on a lot of uh, bad quarterbacks, a lot of bad offenses. So that's one thing. And then I think offensively, you look at it, you know, some teams have had success blitzing them and blitzing Jalen Hurts, and they haven't really made them pay. And so that's something else I'm kind of keeping an eye on, is how will teams attack them? What will teams do differently uh, now that they have some more film on what this version of the Eagles look like? Shield, real quick, because we're up against the break, are the Eagles done before the trade deadline, or is there more business to be had? I could see more. You know, I could see them potentially adding a running back, some, some names that are out there, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, maybe someone like that as just a complimentary back and maybe kind of a backup safety. So I wouldn't expect a huge splash, but I think those are a couple areas that they might be looking at here to kind of bolster the roster. One last one here, Sheil. If the Eagles have a concern about Jalen Hurts down the stretch of the season, what would it be? You know, if you get down big in a game, if you're down two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and it just becomes a drop-back passing game, uh, that's what we haven't seen them have to do 
quite yet. They've been balanced. They use the RPOs. They use the run game. But if they just kind of have to sit back there, pass the football, and defenses can can blitz them and kind of get after the quarterback, uh, that would be one concern uh, with Hurts and the offense right now. Shield, appreciate it. Great insight. Thanks for the time, man. And thanks for clearing up those ugly internet rumors. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Come on. You got to double check them. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Shield Kapadia, he is the co host of the Philly Special Podcast on Spotify. Just a great job covering that team. Uh, you know, overall. I like the idea of them getting David Montgomery, though. I like the idea of that going back to the well. I mean, I don't think that's something that Chicago would do, but if they could get. Another running back in the fold like that? That would be the rich really getting richer. I would love that kind of move. I mean, you brought up the move they made in the Super Bowl year with Jay Ajayi. I mean, it it wouldn't be a bad move for them to bring another running back, especially one that can bring some more physicality in between the tackles. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell is not that guy. No. Yeah. Uh, Listen, if they got David Montgomery, it would go along. Plus, you can catch the ball, too, out of the backfield. I mean, there's so much versatility to that. The Eagles... The the one thing you can say is they will always, if they feel like they've got a shot, they will always find ways to get better in the moment. And, and Carlin, just think about this one second. I know we got to go to break. But think about all the moves they've made this offseason. A.J. Brown. I mean, being able to get him in the draft. Trading now for uh, your guy, um, Quinn. Quinn. And then adding a James Bradbury in free agency. Drafting Jordan Davis. I mean, think about all of these moves. They still have six draft picks next year, mm-hmm. including two first-rounders. And Kobe Dean hasn't even made really an impact at all. No. No. Wow. Can't, no. Canty and Carlin. Scary hours, man. ESPN Radio on the ESPN app as well. Well, the speaking of moves, really the best move of the entire offseason was the one that was not made. What are we talking about? Well, you'll find out next, won't you? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. So tonight on uh, ESPN2, I believe, 
We have the Manning cast, but it's now the Stephen A. cast. I love it. <laughs> love it. I heard him talking about this a little bit this morning on Get Up. Yeah. And so do we have the lineup of the guests that are going to be on? Because uh, it's going to be it's going to be during the uh, the Bucks Nets game, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I don't have the uh, list here of people that we're going to have on, but uh, I do. It, frankly, he could have nobody on, and I'd be fun. Yeah. I could. I could. I absolutely could sit and watch Stephen A. watching a game. Oh, no doubt. Because- it, it really should be a Nick game. I wish they had done it with the no, Knicks. No, because his emotions is going to take over. And exactly. Stephen, yeah, it, it, I guess he, he becomes more excitable. But then I, I just, I like to watch Stephen. I would like to watch Stephen A watch the game just because I don't think people appreciate his basketball acumen. This is a guy that was a college basketball player at Winston-Salem State under Big House Games. He knows the game of basketball. Yeah, and you'll he see, covered it for a long time. And you'll see some candid shots, some videos of him, pre-games in arenas, shooting jump shots. The jumper is wet, Carl. It's there. It's wet. Like, yep. you can tell, like, he loves the game of basketball. So to actually watch him in real time breaking down what's happening and having guests on there, I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating, man. I, I'm excited to be able to watch this. I think this is a, a really interesting element. And as our producer, Evan Wilner, said, Stephen A. was made to do the Manning cast. Oh, he absolutely was. I mean, this is going to be phenomenal. I, is, there, is there anybody that we haven't seen yet? That you would want to watch while they are watching a game. Like, if I could throw Stephen A. and Perk together to watch the game, yeah, that would be amazing. You know who I would want Stephen A. to have on his version of the Manning cast? Mm. Allen Iverson. This is a guy that he's covered for a lot of his yeah. career. A guy that was influential to a lot of this generation of NBA players. I would love to have... AI chopping it up with Stephen A. while they're watching ball. That would be pretty good. That would be damn good. Is there? But is there any other athlete or personality that you would want to see watching a game, that you would watch while they were watching a game to get their reactions? Doesn't even have to be with Stephen A. See, for me, Perk is up there. Um, I, I think personality-wise, man... NFL-wise, I don't know that there are many outside of what we've I'll seen tell with you the what, Manning. I wouldn't like to see friend of the show, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, all the smoke doing a game. That would be Like, all the smoke during the game. Yeah. I would love to see something like that. You might see all the smoke. <laughs> you will see all the smoke. <laughs> you know, if you think about the offseason in the NFL. What offseason? Well, when they technically weren't playing football, but they were just putting together the teams, mm-hmm. and teams are making decisions on their futures. Somebody came down from above who had never watched football and said, you know what they should do in Seattle? They're fine at quarterback. They don't need to change anything there. They're good to go. You would have put that person back on the rocket and shipped them back out because that was just among... The most ridiculous takes that you could have had this offseason if you honestly believed that with Drew Locke and Geno Smith, the Seahawks were more than fine at quarterback. Yet, they did not go out and make a move to get a quarterback. And Chris, arguably, the best move of the offseason was not making that move because Geno Smith has been lights out 
He has been so good. And it might just be a one-year thing. He might be putting together a Rich Gannon-type year when he had the MVP year with the Raiders, something like that. Didn't they make a run to the Super Bowl they did. around that time? They did. Okay. But And I'm not saying that's going to happen here with the Seahawks. Okay. But that kind of a season, with what he's doing so far, I mean, we I would have called somebody nuts before the year if you felt like they were going to be okay. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. But, I mean, it's it's really exceptional what Geno has been able to do. You're talking about a guy that's fourth in QBR in the NFL through the first seven weeks of the season, Carlin. He's got the six most touchdown passes when it comes to touchdown to interception ratio. He's right there at six. I mean, he's fourth, excuse me, on that one. And he's seventh in, to, in total yards. I mean, it, it, it's amazing what he's doing, but – Credit to Pete Carroll and John Snyder. They went into training camp and said it was going to be a true quarterback competition between him and Drew Locke, and the best guy was going to win, and that has been repaid in spades by what Geno has done through the first third of the year, and now the Seahawks are in pole position in the NFC West. Nobody could have predicted that, Carlin, coming into the season. Everybody thought on its face the Seahawks were punting for a high draft pick in order to get one of these signal callers coming out of college into the draft. That's not what they're doing at all. Now, they still might end up getting one of those guys because they own the Denver Broncos' first-round pick, and that team is in the tanks. But I just this is a magical season that the Seahawks are putting together, and Pete Carroll, we got to give him some credit for working his magic on that defense. They started out absolutely atrocious through the first quarter of the season, and now you're starting to see some things come around. Jordan Brooks, an emerging young star in the league at linebacker. Tariq Woolen, a rookie. He's going to be in the conversation for being an all-pro. I mean, you're starting to see them develop some more pieces on that side of the ball. I'm not saying it's going to be Legion of Boom level, but but this is this this group has the makings of being a competitive unit, and that's all on Pete Carroll because it certainly didn't look like that coming into the year. He's been he he's been absolutely fantastic. He's Carroll's done a great great job he and John Schneider with this and I I don't know if they saw something that we didn't or if just frankly they got lucky in this spot (laughs) but it it happens it does does. here's where here's where I I really want to know what they do I mean he's obviously a free agent at the end of the year if he has this kind of season and the Seahawks go on to win the NFC West what do you do with Geno Smith it's a great question. You know who I think of immediately? Who's that? Ryan Fitzpatrick. The year he had with the Jets. He had that massive season, and they went into the offseason, and they didn't want to give him a long-term contract, and he was, I believe he was on the franchise tag at one point, if I'm not mistaken, but he okay. never signed it yep. because he wanted the longer-term deal. What do you do? Do you, I mean, do you put the franchise tag on him? At $31 million? No. No, you don't franchise no. him. No, you, you can't don't franchise him. No, you don't franchise no, him. I don't think so either. Do you give him a three-year, $60 million contract? I wouldn't have a problem with that. Would Gino sign that, or is he going to get more somewhere else? I think he's going to sign that. I think he probably would, too. That's, he's going to sign that. I think it depends on the guaranteed money, but if you guarantee the first two years of a three-year, $60 million deal, how could he turn down that kind of money? Here's the problem. If I'm the Seahawks, mm-mm. I can't do it. It's not going to preclude me from going and drafting somebody. It's great. But, but, Gino, I feel awesome for you. But wouldn't you want Geno Smith to be the pace car and not have to rush your young quarterback into it? 
I mean, it's not like Seattle didn't do that once upon a time. They paid Matt Flynn a boatload of money in free agency only to have rookie Russell Wilson, a third-round draft pick, step in and win the job in training camp. I could see a scenario like that, and if that happens, well, it's good on Seattle. What difference does it make as long as you have the quarterback? As long as you have it, that's fine. I just I don't think Geno's going to handle himself terribly well if he's not getting well. Who the cares? Opportunity. Well, who cares? At that point, you can see if you can flip him. But who cares, Carlin? Yeah. At least we have multiple pathways to having competent quarterback play, which is what a responsible general manager would do in this situation. I, I got to tell you, I would probably let Geno walk in that scenario, especially if I have those picks. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.